New York City proper, dear, White Plains. And the gray-haired man, almost shouting, said, But my daughter's counting on me! And off he raced. Well, I was going to Philadelphia. He could have asked me. I understood why he didn't, of course. No doubt I struck him as iffy, with my three-day growth of black stubble and my ripped black leather jacket, and my jeans, all dust and cobwebs from Mrs. Morey's garage. But still, he could have given me a chance. Instead, he just flicked his eyes at me and then swerved off toward the bench at the end of the room. By now, he was looking seriously under-medicated. "'Please!' he said to a woman reading a book, "'Tell me you're going to Philadelphia!' She lowered her book. She was thirty-ish, maybe thirty-five, older than I was, anyhow, a schoolmarm sort, in a wide brown coat with a pattern like feathers all over it. "'Philadelphia?' she said. "'Why, yes, I am. "'Then could I ask you a favor?' I stopped several feet away and frowned down at my left wrist, Never mind that I don't own a watch. Even without looking, I could sense how she went on guard. The man must have sensed it, too, because he said, Nothing too difficult, I promise. They were announcing my train now. The delayed tan-tan, the loudspeaker called it. It's always the delayed this or that. People started moving toward gate E, the older couples hauling their wheeled bags behind them like big, meek pets on leashes. If the woman in the feather coat said anything, I missed it. Next I heard, the man was talking. My daughter's flying out this afternoon for a junior semester abroad, he was saying, leaving from Philadelphia. The airline offers a bargain rate if you leave from Philadelphia, so I put her on a train this morning, stopped for groceries afterward, and came home to find my wife in a state. It seems our daughter'd forgotten her passport. She telephoned from the station in Philly, didn't know what to do next. The woman clucked sympathetically. I'd have kept quiet myself, waited to find out where the guy was heading with this. So I told her she should stay put, stay right there in the station, I said, and I would get somebody here to carry up her passport. A likely story. Why didn't he go himself if this was such an emergency? Why don't you go yourself? The woman asked him. I can't leave my wife alone that long. She's in a wheelchair, Parkinson's. This seemed like a pretty flimsy excuse, if you want my honest opinion. Also, it exceeded what I would consider the normal quota for misfortunes. Not only a lame-brained daughter, but a wife with a major disease. I let my eyes wander toward the two of them. The woman was gazing up into the man's face, pooching her mouth out thoughtfully. The man was holding a packet, He must have pulled it from his car coat, not a manila envelope, which would have been the logical choice, but one of those padded mailers the size of a paperback book. Aha! Padded. So you couldn't feel the contents, and from where I stood, it looked to be stapled shut besides. Watch yourself, lady, I said silently. As if she'd heard me, she told the man, I hope this isn't some kind of contraband, except she pronounced it counterband, which made me think she must not be a schoolmarm after all. No, no, the man told her. He gave a huff of a laugh. No, I can assure you it's not counterband. 
Was he repeating her mistake on purpose? I couldn't tell. Or maybe the word really was counterband. Meanwhile, the loudspeaker came to life again. The delayed 1010 was now boarding. Train wheels squealed below me. I'll do it, the woman decided. Oh, wonderful. That's wonderful. Thanks, the man told her, and he handed her the packet. She was already rising. Instead of a suitcase, she had one of those tote things that could have been just a large purse, and she fitted the strap over her shoulder and lined up the packet with the book she'd been reading. So, let's see, the man was saying. You've got light-colored hair, you're wearing a brown print coat. I'll call the payphone where my daughter's waiting and let her know who to watch for. She'll be standing at information when you get there. Esther Brim, her name is. A redhead. You can't miss that hair of hers, wearing jeans and a blue jean jacket. Ask.